1: Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup on KEDC 88.5 here in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. We are so glad that you can join us today. In the studio with me right now is Thaddeus. How are you? Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning,
0: Pam. How are you?
1: I am most excellent. It's a beautiful day.
2: Excellent. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we had a lot of rain, and my grass needs mowing. And I really enjoy um, gardening and outdoor time. Um, it's my favorite form of exercise, and so I'm looking forward to indeed, doing that indeed. as soon as it dries up enough. But so I'm thankful for this rain here. This end of July, can you believe end of July, 2020?
0: It's uh, moving along.
1: Slowly, (laughs) but quickly at the same time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, um, yesterday, Thaddy and I I were... Thaddy? Thaddy? Who's Thaddy? Thaddy? Thaddy. (laughs) That's your nickname now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: That's taking me back to about sixth grade (laughs) and some of the girls who used to tease me (laughs) incessantly. Yeah, Really? They had worse nicknames than that.
1: Oh, yeah. I had terrible ones, we won't talk about those. so. So... Yesterday, as he and I were visiting, we want to talk about a saint of the day. And there are so many good ones that just kind of rolled off our tongue. So I want to start with actually the saint of today, which is Martha. St. Martha. Right. So in today's gospel, we have the reading with the options of both of the main, uh, main, gospel readings that she was in one was about the raising of her brother lazarus you know she's so bold and is like jesus if you had been here, he would not have died. And my husband says, well, that's really bold. Can you believe she's saying that to Jesus? <laughs> and I thought, that's so true. But that's so Martha. You know, as a, as a mom and a wife, we always classify ourselves kind of, I'm being very much of a Martha or I'm being, I'm trying to be more of a Mary, which is really quite beautiful because we need both, you know, but there's that balance that's so very important. Um, so God bless Martha and all she did in serving others, that's selfless service in some ways, but that Mary chose the better part in prayer. But again, balance is the deal.
0: Yeah. And I think another uh, good aspect of that story from the gospel that you just referenced where she says, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have died and how bold and just that it is proper to be frank with the Lord mm. when we're in our heart of hearts, when we're in that, mm-hmm. you know, small, quiet space with him to if we're frustrated, talk to him about it. That's right. If, you're, if we have anger, even if it's maybe unjust anger, you got sure. to put that before God and let let him turn our turn our minds around and realize that yeah. we don't we're being unjustly angry about something or we're we're blaming him for something he's not to blame for.
1: Well, there's the other side of that. I mean, I tell, I tell my friends that are really upset about something that's happened Um, in their lives, maybe spiritual lives or personally, that they get mad at God. I'm like, you know what? It's okay to be mad at God. He can take it. But pour it out to Him and go directly to Him with your concerns because He wants to hear all of our concerns. You know, speaking of those concerns, we have more saints to talk about, but I'm going to digress for half a second. Just really put on my heart... Uh, That was
0: more than half a second. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah, really put on my heart about right now in 2020 and the condition... And the atmosphere that we're living in, in the United States of America, that God wants us just to reach out to him in prayer. He wants to hear more voices. So I have this imagery in my head of God the Father with his hand behind his ear, listening for you to cry out to him and pleading for what it is you want for your family, your community and your country. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't pray on a very regular basis, Now is the time to reach out to God with your intentions, because prayer matters so much.
0: Yeah, and if I can jump in and just tell you that little story I shared with you when you got here, that we had some technical difficulties this morning. We had the Wi-Fi go out at our tower site in Bryan College Station, and remember, you're also listening to us on KYAR 98.3 FM in Waco and 107.9 FM KINF in Palestine, Texas, but here at 88.5, we had some Wi-Fi troubles at the tower site about uh, 20 minutes ago, 20, 25 minutes ago. Dennis happened to be out there mowing the lawn, oh. mowing the grass. <laughs>
1: Beautiful Providence.
0: And I let him know that we were having those problems. He uh, We got off the phone. He called the Wi-Fi provider, and I um, just said a real simple... Uh, in our very inarticulate prayer to St. Gabriel and St. Maximilian Kolbe. And those are the two patrons of Catholic, uh, of of radio broadcasting. Okay. And St. Maximilian is the patron of our Immaculata Giving Society, our Mm. monthly donating society. And I just asked them to bring our intention for the Wi-Fi to come back up to our Blessed Mother and put it in her hands. And I'm telling you, not a second after I finished that very simple prayer, I got a phone call from Dennis, mm. and he said that the Wi-Fi provider had uh, rebooted their system, and we were back up and, up and going, and that's why you can hear us. So I just think that's, I'm not making any kind of causal claim there, but I am saying I think we can do a lot as humans with our own devices, but our Lord wants us to always put those, marry those up with His power and His grace for us, and remember to to let kind of let him into what we're doing. And a lot of times Absolutely. with the, the everyday simple parts of our lives, we, we forget to do that. We forget to let him in and pray constantly. Like St. Paul
1: tells us to exactly right. And Dennis, you may, excuse Dennis. Listen to me. I haven't had enough coffee today, I suppose. But what you were saying to about that human side of us, um, naturally we try to do things on our own and we have to kind of be taught and learned um, to reach out to the Lord and he is listening. He wants to hear what's on your heart. So please uh, reach out in prayer to our heavenly father, you know, that beautiful blessed Trinity. I just am uh, more in love with the Trinitarian God than I've ever been before. Um, but speaking of people that are involved, Love with the Trinitarian God, you had some, a couple of words about Solanus Casey. Is that what, is that what you're yeah, saying? He, his, his, his feast day is when?
0: His, t- tomorrow is an optional memorial for blessed Solanus Casey mm. on the same feast day of St. Peter Chrysologos, which is also the birthday of my son, my fourth child. He's mm. going to turn four uh, tomorrow and he, his middle name is, is Peter so we named him after Saint Peter chrysologos because he was born on that saint's feast day, um, but uh, Blessed Solanus Casey is a, you know, a wonderful saint of our church. Um, he was a doorkeeper at uh, his monastery uh, because he was one of those priests at that time who. Did not was not given faculties to preach or to hear confession because of his um, some of his mental uh, incapacity. It was judged at that time, but yet he was a a humble great saint who served God and served neighbor with his full self. And he he even uh, has you know miracles attributed to to his intercession. Um, and I I came across. What I thought I'd do this morning is just give you a couple quotes from him.
1: Excellent.
0: So these are some words of blessed Solanus Casey. Mm. Um, The first is many are the rainbows, the sunbursts, the gentle breezes and the hailstorms we are liable to meet before by the grace of God. We shall be able to tumble into our graves with the confidence of tired children into their places of peaceful slumber. Mm. Um, Good message for today. We don't, we don't often remember ourselves as children of God. We've got to mm-hmm. remember that we're children of God. I think we put a lot of emphasis on we're children of God, but I think sometimes we have a tendency to forget that we're children of God. What does mm-hmm. that mean? What's that mean for our relationship with with the father? And then this other one, uh, is we must be faithful to the present moment or Wait. we will frustrate the plan of God for our lives. We mm. will frustrate the plan of God for our lives if we're not faithful to the present moment. And I, the way I'm understanding that is he's saying the idea of just be where you are right now, mm-hmm. be in the, in the, here in the present, because that's, that's all you have. And God's giving you grace now,
1: right? One of the more beautiful um, phrases I've heard before to kind of bring this home about living in the present moment was this. I always remember this when I start to like worry, because worry usually has to do with the future event. Can I jump in real quick? Sure.
0: Worry is a weakness from which very few of us are entirely free. We must be on guard against this most insidious enemy of our peace of soul. Ah. Instead, let us foster confidence in God. And thank him ahead of time for whatever he chooses to send us.
1: Amen to that. I
0: was going to do that one and I, I went with the, the other one because I didn't want to do two long ones, but you drew yeah, it out anyway. you. I drew it Pam. out of
1: you. It, we're supposed to it was hear meant that today. To be. It was meant to be. So, the phrase that I like to use just to keep me grounded in the present moment is a phrase that says, you know, God is outside of space and time. That's so, right. you cannot find God in the past. right. You cannot find him in the future. That's right. You can only find him in the present moment. That is where he resides always. The eternal now. Yes. And so when we worry about things, that should be a trigger for us to increase our trust in God, come back into the present moment, and really be resolved in that confidence you're talking about, that God will care for us as a good, good father because we are his children. Yeah. Yeah, so true. And
0: there's a big difference between. Uh, it's not that we're supposed to not think about the future; it's that we're not supposed to worry about the future, mm. planning for the future, and worrying about the future. Those are two entirely different things, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And well, you know what? For me, they reflecting, like, like the <laughs> reflecting on the past is different than dwelling on the past, mm-hmm. you know, or wringing your hands over the past, but using it as being a historian perspective mm-hmm. wisdom that's good and proper
1: absolutely yeah I I I don't know if it's just um, um me or if it's a feminine thing that we are planners and warriors you know a, a big part of our nature is that. And so I've had to do a lot of just personal prayer time to unplug from worry of the future, because that's just been a, a real theme in my personal spiritual life is worrying too much. And God has been in there just reeling me in all the time, back to the present moment, back to increasing trust, what come what may. And... Um, you know, even with different types of illnesses that we battle with, you know, I trusted in God that if this is something that is already in the cards for me to get, that I trust in his providence, I'll get us through whatever that may mean. So it's just an increasing that trust in him and his providence for our good, because he is a good father.
0: Yep. You're, there's that, that very popular song with the uh, with the kids. Um, yeah, you're a good, good father.
1: It's who you are. It's who you are. That's the first time I ever sang on the
0: radio. There's a reason why that's, why that's so popular.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
0: we've got about a minute and a half. Pam, do you want, would you, uh, preview for the listeners what they're going to hear in the second part and remind them that, um. they're not going to be able to call in
1: this yeah, time. Yeah, no call in in the second half. Well, my guest today is Father Paul Michael Piega. He is a the new associate, one of two new associate pastors here at St. Mary's in College Station. So I wanted to, to interview him, to get to know him a little better, to in, introduce him to the entire um, Brazos Valley in East Texas as well, because we like to tap into their wisdom. Than their knowledge. And so he came in yesterday for a pre recorded message. And so hold on and wait till after the break, and you will hear Father Paul Michael Piega. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup this Wednesday, the 29th of July, 2020. Crazy year it's been. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a new, fresh face in our studio that's new to this area. Uh, Not to the Austin Diocese, but Father Paul Michael Piega. Welcome, Father. (laughs) Howdy. So I I was uh, telling him off air, folks, that I had been following Father Paul Michael on um, social media simply because he was an Aggie Catholic. So when I heard that he was uh, going to be Transferred here, so to speak, assigned, moved to yeah. assigned. assigned. Yes, by that's the right Bishop word. Joe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was very excited, and then the next thought was, "Oh, I got to get him on my radio show." So, so happy to have you here in Bryan College Station. I want to say, welcome home.
3: Yes, thank you so much, Pam. It's good to be back home in the promised land, as we say, or <laughs> the holy land with a little cap, or not capital H, because you know the holy land is in Jerusalem and yeah. there. But yeah, you know, we like to say that this is the promised land and the holy land. That's great. Aguilan. <laughs>
1: well, um I just wanted to just really introduce you to this beautiful um family we have on air with in Palestine at KINF and KYAR 98.3 over there across the Brazos Valley in Waco in the Baylor Bearland. So, yes. we love you guys too. We're a big yes. family.
3: Yes, shout out to all all y'all out That's there. That's <laughs>
1: right. You know, Father Ryan, who used yes. previously here, is over there in Waco, too.
3: Yes. My I'm actually very good friends with Father Ryan. Were we all so, classmates? No, we weren't classmates, but him and I have grown close together in many ways, especially in brothers, uh, but now brother priests. Right. And it was, it was great just to be able to get to know him these past few years, especially as I was a seminarian and then he was a priest, so he was a few years ahead of me, Mm -hmm. uh, but he's great. We actually were supposed to go on vacation (laughs) last week together, uh, but due to the the pandemic and everything and whatnot, so things... Didn't quite work out, and I ended up doing a staycation here in College Station. So it was. And did you get that awesome.
1: reading done that you mentioned on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: started it. I started it, but the The
1: Lord of the Rings was it? Yes, yes. So
3: I had a little birdie that mentioned to me that I should probably read The Hobbit first, and so I oh, did. Okay. So I'm going through The Hobbit right now, and then I will be continuing on with The Lord of the Rings. And That's so, wonderful. yeah, you know, it, you know, just because. You know, I figured this would be a great time to be able to to read. Actually, read it. I mean, I've watched the movies,
2: mm-hmm. but
3: nothing compares to the actual books. And so, you know, in seminary, it's kind of difficult to be able to <laughs> to take some time for leisurely reading. And in a particular way, the Lord of the Rings. And so, because um, with life and my 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 life experiences have been quite interesting and been through a lot of lot of trial as well, but, um, but also going through seminary and a lot of studying Mm -hmm. as well. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, I want to, I want to kind of, um, talk about, um, I want to have dialogue about what revealing your priestly heart yeah. and some of that's going to start with, um, kind of when you, your vocation story, like when you heard that call and in those intimate times with Christ, so if you could share with our listeners, how, how that crescendo of love came over you and, and led you to the priesthood.
3: Sure. Of course. Um, so to begin, I'm, I'm i was actually born to two Filipino parents and my late father, Carlos Piega, who passed away uh, two years ago in 2018 in February, actually on the feast of the presentation, so February 2nd, um, and so may he rest in peace, right? And may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. And, and, and that was really quite something um, as far as my, my father passing away, and you know he's Filipino and my mom is Filipino, and, and growing up being Filipino it's part of our culture being Catholic. I mean, mm. 90% of the country for the most part is Christian Catholic. And so Catholicism was just the way of life. Uh, I've been watching, rewatching the Mandalorian <laughs> with father Brian before he went on his vacation. And so, you know, the, the way, right? This is the way. So being Catholic was the way. Mm. And it was awesome growing up um, with the faith, but also at the same time, I realized that the faith was a little forced onto me, right? I mean, considering that um, my, my parents really wanted me to learn more about the faith. But at the same time, it was, it was um, good, but it was not until I arrived at AM where I first attended a Welcome Weekend, which was the retreat back then, but now it's called Connect, and was so inspired by... The faith here that's present. Mm -hmm. And one of the truly inspiring um, experiences that I received was seeing the joy of college students loving Jesus in such a real way Mm -hmm. and transparent and authentic way. And I wanted that. I really wanted that. and Very attractive. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the joy
1: mm-hmm. uh, evangelizes,
3: right? Just the joy of the gospel. That's what we're made for. Amen. Amen. And so it was first attending that that I realized that I want to be part of this awesome and beautiful community. And but also, too, what was great, I was blessed uh, with the opportunity to attend uh, Aggie Awakening, my fall semester. And so that even furthered my desire to be a part of the community and faith life here at St. Mary's. But despite all that, or with, with all that being said, I was not actually involved as much my freshman and sophomore year here at St. Mary's. I was actually involved... At, uh, on campus at ENM. and And in high school, I was blessed to be the student body president. And so I really wanted to continue being a part of student government. And so I joined what's called a freshman leadership organization, mm-hmm. a flow, right? Mm-hmm. And so I joined FISHCO my freshman year. And I was ended up being elected as the freshman vice president. And then the sophomore year, I was elected as class president. And Lisa say it was quite quite honor, honor, humbling, right, Um, in many ways. And so it was interesting because it wasn't until my sophomore year that at that time I was a biology major and I wanted to pursue being a doctor. A lot of my family's in the medical field. My mom's a nurse. My sister's a NICU nurse. And I was inspired by wanting to become a doctor as well and or just part of the medical field. Um, But Uh, What was fascinating was that with having a biology degree, um, you know, sophomore year can be quite intense with taking uh, physics and organic chemistry and and with that comes with labs. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really love science. I (laughs) I liked it, but I didn't love it. And so I ended up wanting to seek something further and Mm -hmm. something more, right? I, I realized that my heart was made for more.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And and so, lo and behold, uh, quite providentially, uh, Father Brian McMaster, our pastor here at St. Mary's, whoop, he was actually my associate pastor here my freshman and sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And he was actually my spiritual director. So it was awesome to have him be here. But what he started my sophomore year was the silent retreat, a silent retreat during spring break. And it's all, um, it's according to, you know, uh, the Ignatian uh, spirituality, but as well as the Ignatian silent retreat where it was abbreviated version, which is a five-day silent retreat during spring break. And it was out in Burnett, Texas, and it's still in the diocese out in Eagle's Wings. <laughs> and I wanted, so I ended up attending this because I, I desired something more and I wanted to discover if God had something more for me in this life. And, uh, you know, I was really trying to ask, I was actually asking the deeper questions like what's the meaning of my life and do I have a purpose and so and so forth. And so I go on this silent retreat and then something quite remarkable and beautiful occurred. So it's a silent retreat, five days where you're entering into the silence and And of course you meet, it's not completely silent because you meet with the spiritual director um, a few times uh, during the week, but a beautiful thing happened right at the fifth day after receiving our Lord, truly present in the Eucharist, you have that time for silence and reflection. I literally heard this voice in my prayer, speak to me and say to me, will you tend to my sheep? Will you feed my sheep and I'm will grabbing you... my heart yeah. people <laughs> yeah and and will you lead my sheep right mm. and what was so beautiful that wasn't even the gospel reading for that, for that day and so and it was so amazing because one, it was a silent retreat, and then two you know i I'm looking to my left and to my right, and no one said anything to me, and so it could only be God, our Lord, speaking to me, and so it was that point forward where I decided and started thinking about and discerning and praying more about what do these words mean? Am I called to feed a family, right? A family and have a wife and and you know and, and continue that that path of uh, that dream to want to become a doctor and and so on and so forth and you know it's, there's there's good things in that as well or am I called to be a spiritual father, right? to tend to a flock and be a shepherd and tend to the sheep and feed the sheep and lead the sheep. And boy, it was quite a journey, needless to say. And so with much prayer, uh, I realized and discern with the help of Father Brian at that time, that I was truly called towards the priesthood, mm. truly called towards the priesthood. And And the major thing about that was the fact that I, desired that like Mm. I really wanted to be a leader in that way but also be a spiritual father
1: so I kind of a question for you once you had that happen did you have a were you frightened were you like oh my gosh is he calling me to be a priest I'm not sure about this did you have all those kind of emotions and you slowly sat with it or was it like oh this is it I mean how was that for you
3: yeah. So it was, it's a, it was a mixture of both. It's, it's kind of hard to say, but at, literally at first it was quite uh, frightening because here's this booming, <laughs> booming voice speaking to me in prayer and me not knowing who it was at that time. But at the same time, I felt this immense sense of peace mm. um, with, with the notion of the possibility of, of being a priest. Um, one day or if if that's where God is truly calling me and because the next thing was I needed to discern if he's truly calling me to become a priest then am I called to be a religious uh, or a docesan priest and so um, when I started discerning and praying more about that uh, the Lord continued to uh, inspire me but as well as to speak to me in ways in which that I was able to continue to receive his love and and my true identity as first as beloved son and then with that sonship how who is he calling me to be right Mm -hmm. who's he calling me to be Mm yeah
1: oh that's beautiful so it was just kind of a slower growth and you just kind of said okay if that's you i'm gonna sit there and follow this and see what's going on right right
3: exactly and yeah and it's it's a process, right? Yeah. It's a growth and prayer, and ultimately it's a relationship and understanding, right? Understanding where the Lord wants me to serve in which way and you know, the way <laughs> there we go. Again. So the then way. you went and yeah.
1: started um, just kind of be more active here at St. Mary's correct. in your, your junior and senior year. Yes. And by the time you graduated, you're like, Oh yes. Yeah, Seminary for me. Yes. Oh, okay. Correct.
3: Correct. And so I started attending daily mass to, you know, not only one to receive God's word, but also to receive him physically and mm-hmm. truly in the Eucharist and daily. And, at that time, I didn't think that I would be a daily mass goer because you know I was always thought it was uh, for those who have more wisdom, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I like to say. Yeah. And uh, but no, it was just so beautiful just to see a supportive community mm-hmm. here at St. Mary's, but also a joyful community who also are trying and seeking um, the Lord. And finding the Lord, and but also desiring to live for Him and His glory, mm. and so, so there was that. And then, so through those years, my junior and senior, year, I ended up actually I was discerning the Jesuits. And what's what's neat is that uh, our our page on on Facebook at St. Mary's facebook they actually just recently posted uh that david lugo so he's with the jesuits so he was he's he is one of my good and and best friends and and he's actually going to be a priest with the jesuits and and so i was actually discerning the jesuits and i was very nostalgic and wanting to become a missionary a zealous missionary and i love traveling and and wanting to go out and preach the gospel to the ends of the mm. earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but then through much prayer and discernment and and hearing uh, God's voice, I realized that um, right now that for the most part, Jesuits are, are teachers. And um, and I'll explain the irony of this in a, in a bit. But um, right now, uh, I didn't see myself as being a teacher and, and being in a classroom. Like I wanted to be with the people of God and to share the good news and to be active like in active ministry and not that you know some Jesuits are probably doing this too um, but the irony of it all so so continuing on with with my vocation path and the way so I graduated from uh, AM with a actually a degree in psychology okay. so I switched my major <laughs> a few times it was biology nutritional science then I continued and finished with a degree in psychology and a minor in business and applied for seminary, got accepted, and I ended up um, studying in Louisiana for two years uh, doing the pre-theology program, mm-hmm. so obtaining a philosophy degree. And then uh, I received a call from Bishop Joe Vasquez asking me if I could apply for seminary in Rome at the okay. Pontifical North American College, right? Mm-hmm, that's exciting. It's, oh, yeah, it was, what a call. I mean, one, it was very humbling to be... Asked to mm-hmm. apply for seminary there, but at the same time, uh, what an opportunity! Um, but also too is a very difficult decision uh, for me, because at that time, uh, my my father actually had a quadruple bypass heart surgery mm-hmm. um, that that year, and and for my culture. What normally happens is that the eldest. So I'm the eldest of two. So my younger sister uh, Kimmy Weibull, who's also an Aggie Catholic, she's class of 2013. So mm. all those uh, who graduate from 2013. So, um, so what's typical is that the eldest of the family in the Filipino culture is one who should be taking care of the the parents
2: mm-hmm.
3: after you know as they get older and so and so forth. And so that was so hard for me to understand and, but also to give up and try to understand like, where is God calling me to make this decision? And ultimately through the grace of God and just much prayer and just guidance. And uh, I made the decision to continue moving forward in my priesthood discernment and um, went ahead and, and applied for seminary in Rome and got accepted and, Here comes the irony because my my studies or the university that I studied at in Rome is actually the mother university of, guess who? The Jesuits. (laughs) Full circle. Yeah, it's the Gregorian University in Rome. And so that's where I end up getting a theology degree there. And then even more add to the irony. Of it all is that um, I was humbled that Bishop Vasquez asked for me to continue further studies in what's called a licentiate, which is another degree. And um, I, I think I think Father Greg was on here uh, last time or has been on here a few times. And so he had he acquired a licentiate degree in moral theology, mm-hmm. But whereas mine, it's in liturgical theology. Okay. And so so my studies, I'm particularly uh, a fan of the liturgy, the sacred yeah. liturgy. And so, so I ended up studying further this, with this degree at the University of the Holy Cross and also in Rome, which is run by Opus Dei. But w- w- the irony of it is that this is a teaching degree. So mm-hmm. I ended up <laughs> becoming a teacher. <laughs> so, but you know, the, yes. the Lord.
1: But then you also yeah. became a healer. Uh, yes, the exactly. confessional. You are yeah, the spiritual, and I yeah. would, I would say, in many ways, that's what our yeah. our world, our country, for sure, is more in need of right now. The Aye. the miracle of the confessional, um, just so beautiful. We could do a whole show on that if you ever want. To. And, uh, no, exactly, <laughs> and
3: I'd love to. I'd love to do that in the future because, you know, as I. Mentioned earlier, the fact that you know I had this desire to become a doctor, but the Lord was wanting me to become a doctor of souls. That's right, right. doctor for souls to be
1: a healer, a healer mm-hmm. to
3: to be His hands and feet, to mm. be the the doctor for for those who need His healing grace and need his love, his mercy and forgiveness as well. And so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so cool. Okay. So I want to take a little bit of a turn here. Sure. One of the things that I was like, yes, two of the things I saw on your, your Instagram that just made me Enamored with you even more. Oh. Two of my favorite things, yes, which is barbecuing and plants.
3: <laughs> yes, whoop. yeah, yeah exactly. so for sure.
1: So, when I saw you pull up with uh, the oh, yeah. tell us the barbecue pit story because okay. that's so sure. awesome.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. So, I, I love cooking, and it what's actually really hilarious is so. I don't know if y'all know, but there's also an, a cooking priest out there. His name's Father Leo Patalunghug. Yeah. And he's Filipino. I follow as well. him too. Yes. <laughs> he's awesome. And he did an event in Austin, and I attended it. And what's so hilarious is that a lot of people thought we were <sighs> twins.
2: No. And yes, yeah. And
3: so <laughs> it was great. But he, he loves to cook and I love to cook and so it, it was perfect, perfect match. Um, so shout out to Father Leo, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. And but yeah, so I love cooking in general and I think it that was I guess genes from also from my parents because they enjoyed cooking and my dad loved c- cooking as well. Mm-hmm. And but in a particular way It's you know how do we cook and in Texas we smoke right Mm -hmm. oh smoke meat there we go okay let's clarify yes please do yes exactly so uh, but yes that's you know barbecuing and grilling and smoking and and I love love that and so a little bit of inspiration for me was that I actually had a pastoral year. So this is kind of like an internship year that we do as seminarians. And my internship year was in San Marcos Mm -hmm. where another Aggie Catholic priest, Father Will Stratton was, (laughs) yeah, he was there, but he was the pastor at Texas state, Mm -hmm. but we all lived in the same rectory. And he's also a big fan uh, in a particular way, smoking brisket and meats. And so I was able to learn from uh, Father Will uh, during that year and awesome. how to smoke, and I so I this. just continued that. Yeah, and then um, so yeah, and so so in general, I just love grilling and barbecuing okay. because it's it's very commutative. Right,
1: so um, much
2: so, a meal
3: it's a meal, yeah, yeah I mean central it, meal exactly. kind of that's a
1: theme in your life it, here. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it
3: is it is, yeah, it's a meal, exactly, and so much so that so this is this is a fun, fun fact too, is that so when I was in Rome, and I was finishing up my time there, and we had a beautiful kind of um terrace there. And you'll like this because it's both of the two things that you just named. <laughs> so so this terrace was a desert. Like mm. it was like really dead. And I mean dead. And it was sad because I lived in what's called the Casa Santa Maria. And it's the home where priests who are continuing their education, whether it be a licentiate or a doctorate, um, that's that's where we stay and that's where we live and study and so so forth and so this particular terrace was not well kept and it was it was really a sad mm. <laughs> sad sight and so I really wanted to renovate it and I was just so inspired because because the location is so prime we were literally in the heart of Rome the Colosseum was about two or three blocks away from from our location and the Trevi Fountain is another two blocks the opposite end. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the terrace, right? So I was so inspired, so I ended up getting a whole bunch of beautiful flowers and plants. And then guess what I gifted to the terrace?
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well,
3: guess what I gifted? Oh, yeah.
1: Well the plants.
3: Plants but also but also something else
1: a barbecue pit you got it you got it so cuz i was so, <laughs> so great. exactly
3: cuz i was so anxious to grill cuz i was nearing my my time my end time in in rome and so but i was so anxious that i went looked on amazon got got a grill and ended up purchasing it and building it. I love to build as well, which is another thing. I love to build with Lego, uh, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's another thing. Uh, but, yeah, so I ended up gifting this grill, and till this day, they're using it, and it's so great because, one, it's very commu- commutative, right? Yeah. It's yeah, very...
1: I, th- I it think it right well. now we all really appreciate community yeah. time. Amen. We've, our hearts yeah. were made for that community. God made us that way. Right. Another thing that makes me so fascinated while well, you've got the cooking, which is kind of like the table, which we have at mass. Mm-hmm. And then you're, cultiva- you're cultivating all these, these plants that you love so much. Mm-hmm. What else are you doing? You're cultivating souls for Christ. So this is like really Ooh. cool to see how this is manifest like in two ways, like really a mm-hmm. spiritual way and then a physical way too. That's so cool. Right, I right. love that. But it is yes. an Aggie barbecue pit. So yes. tell me the story about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: So, so yes. Yeah, so, so now going back to the new smoker that I received. So God bless, uh, these, these former parishioners of mine. So I, previously I was assigned at St. Albert the Great in North Austin. Right. And God bless them. You know, they're, a lot of them are Longhorns, but uh, we, we well, love them too. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. Uh, I will. I will say that. We and, love them. Yeah, and they're great as well. Because what unites us is our our love for the Lord, right? Amen. Love for the Lord, mm-hmm. and and so they were just so so generous with their gifts and appreciation for me, because um, I was only there for about a year, about a year, and going through this this crisis that we're going through in the pandemic as well, and and. They were essentially my first love, right, Uh, because they were my first assignment. So literally once I arrived, I arrived on a Tuesday and in the afternoon here Here. in College Station, here Uh in College Station. And lo and behold, not even maybe 10 minutes later, here comes this truck with this grill and smoker. It's like both a grill and smoker. And it's one of my former parishioners who drove all the way from Austin. (laughs) <laughs> to gift this to me. And mm, it was uh, You're not
1: loved at all, <laughs> are you?
3: <laughs> I'm very blessed. Very yes, blessed. So oh, so much love. And, uh, yeah, and they just they gifted me this smoker because they knew I loved uh, smoking meat and grilling and, and barbecuing and 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 also the fact that at St. Albert the Great, now they you think my smoker is cool. Like you should scroll back in some of my posts. Okay, okay. And there's a picture of me with this. Huge smoker, and I mean huge, really large, because like
1: the kind on a trailer. (laughs) No, not even no.
3: Because what they did, get this, they converted like a old like oil rig
2: Mm. or oil tank,
3: actually oil tank, and they converted it into (laughs) a smoker.
2: (laughs) Huge. It's huge, and they
3: it could fit. I think during Thanksgiving they were able to fit about 120 turkeys right. to to smoke so anyway yeah and so so here here i am uh just arriving in college station and here comes this smoker on the back of uh one of my former prisoner's trucks and and says here we beautiful. we love you and we appreciate you and here here's this beautiful smoker so you can one have uh enjoyment and and continuing your your yes. love for for cooking but at the same time I'm remembering them right and so right. it's 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 both, both and, right? We're Catholic, both and. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, what continuing with that, and so you, your question to it's now been agified, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's been, it's all aggied out now because uh, I was just inspired. So, one of the students here recently, what is it called? He, he kind of uh, spray painted. Some stripes on his moped. That's that's a new thing here. It's like mopeds and all these, um, yeah, these things. That's I thought it was real new. I haven't. Yeah, seen it. Uh-huh. I thought it was back in Rome because they they have all these motorcycles and mopeds. But mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> so um, so he inspired me to want to paint. This new grill and smoker, and so yeah, now it's it has three stripes,
1: mm-hmm. maroon stripes, mm-hmm, of course,
3: and uh, three stripes for the Trinity, mm-hmm. actually, and not
1: Adidas, but yeah, yeah, not <laughs> Adidas, not Adidas yeah. for the Trinity, <laughs> okay.
3: for the Trinity, right? Um, so exactly, and then also there's just little little cool maroon features that we we painted. That's and wonderful. It's, it's now.
1: Yeah, and I have to say because I want there's so much I like would love to talk to you about. Yeah. we're not going to have it entirely. Yeah, we'll but just have I love. Yes, of course. <laughs> I loved it when you were like, "Well, today is Saint Bridget's Feast yes! Day," yes! <laughs> so I think I want to make a brisket, and that was that the first thing you actually smoked. It like? was. Okay.
3: It was, and so I want to <gasps> break it in. There's that yes, other v. <laughs>
2: Okay.
3: I really want to break in the brisket, and it was right. great because um, one, I also wanted to thank the the students who helped moved me in so we have these student workers here at the at the center the student center here and they've been so great and really just been so hospitable to me Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to thank them and so I figured hey it's a feast day of St. Bridget and you know as Catholics we love to party as well and feast right there's a reason for that And, and yeah and and so I decided to also, cook another thing that starts with a B, which is brisket.
2: <laughs>
3: and, Wonderful. It was, and did it you was possibly awesome.
1: have some beer that day? Yes. <laughs> so, brews. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: so we kind of
1: have you had your ale, Mary, yet?
3: Actually, have I have. You? Yes. Good. So, okay. Fulleride yeah. introduced it to me. It is. It is. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah. So, that day was filled with many bees. I guess, because it was St. Bridget's Day feast day. And then it was a mixture, I guess a trifecta, a bruise, right? Uh, bros and brisket (laughs) that's wonderful I love that see
1: I love that playful side of you Father Paul Michael that's really awesome Um, that's also one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here too so we could enjoy that kind of I I love thinking about the fraternity of you guys over there at you guys excuse me that sounds a little but the the priest just having that community over there and possibly sharing it with the young men that are interested in the priesthood too that you have you build that community and I love the way you're just like all all in it for community. Oh, I love
3: yeah. that. I, I, I'm all I about community. And it's that. great too because uh, Father Chris, who's mm-hmm. the other associate pastor here who will be coming in August, he is all also all about community and I know Father Brian is all about community and as well so that's I'm beautiful. just really looking forward to yeah I actually got to fought, watch
1: Father Chris grow up in the church because I was a parishioner <laughs> over there with his parents or friends awesome. so that's been so awesome well I'm going to transition just a sure. little bit in this last part of the okay. show um, I wanted to get to know like your priestly heart and passions mm-hmm. for those things that you know like one of mine is really human virtue and trying to learn whatever I can about human virtue and trying to grow in human virtue mm-hmm. um, but with you sometimes priests just have this area which they really, really enjoy and want to work towards, kind of like your call within the call. So yeah. do you have something like that you could share with us? I, I have a few. Okay. But
3: I would say, I guess the main one could be my love for the liturgy mm. and our worship and how we worship. And and makes perfect sense why Bishop had asked me to study liturgy, liturgical theology of our faith. And, and the reason why is because, uh, you know, there's this Latin phrase, Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi, Lex Vivendi. So Mm. it's the law of prayer leads to the law of belief, which leads to the law of living out Mm. the faith. And so one of the beautiful things, and I think what speaks to our community here at St. Mary's is how we worship is beautiful in all of its facets. And what I mean by that is, you know, from the music, but even just the reverence, but even just the... The mixture, right? Or the 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 both and, right? Because we're we're Catholic, we're both and of our tradition, our beautiful tradition of the faith, but also our contemporary modernness of the faith right. as well. And I, I think we really have a beautiful balance of oh. both. And you know, and our faith is ever, yes. ever ancient, mm-hmm. ever, new, ever, right? oh, ever ancient, ever new. Oh I remember. Ever ancient, ever new, right? And so so yes, we're we're called to be great stewards of our our tradition of our of our faith um, continuing to worship from years and centuries and and how the saints prayed as well but also we're, we're called to speak and to worship and to evangelize to our modern day mm-hmm. right our modern day and contemporary age and so for me I, I just I could talk about liturgical, life for for hours because it's right. just one of my loves um because because how we worship can also inspire others
1: right yeah we could do a whole nother show yeah. on the latin mass because i don't know very much about it sure and, yeah that's a whole other show
2: so yeah that's
3: another show. <laughs> that's another show <laughs> so everyone stay tuned for that and be on the lookout for that more to come right yeah and so so my love i would say is the liturgical mm. life and just are how we worship and the reasons why. And
1: will you be making any subtle changes here at St. Mary's, like doing things? It is a very good balance. I've actually seen it. Been going to St. Mary's for oh gosh, a few years now, mm-hmm. and I've seen this crescendo of the tradition being brought in. Yeah. For instance, when you know, I don't know the right name for them, sure. but with yeah. the when the cross was put on the altar yeah. facing Father Brian, and then the candles too. Yeah. To me, that was so. Classic and so reverent and I really mm-hmm. love that yeah. when they started doing that and then I don't know it was, I saw your mass like weekend before last Okay, and was there a cantor that actually sang some stuff in Latin at one point in there I just was my heart was melting I thought it was you at first and I was going to cry because if it was the priest I was really going to cry but it was so beautiful I don't know why yeah. that language especially being sung like that you know like the Ave or something just yeah. like it just touches us so much
3: right right and, and there's a reason for that one of the beautiful things for For my field of of expertise is called it's the reason why it's called liturgical theology, it's because I was blessed to study the reasons why we do things Mm. in our faith. We don't just do things just because. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why. Mm
2: -hmm. There's a
3: theology understanding behind our gestures, behind our prayers, behind our actions, behind every every item, liturgical item too. So when you when you just mentioned about Latin, right? So Latin is the universal language of the church, and here's the reason why. So one of the things that was a humbling opportunity to be able to study in Rome was that I was blessed to experience the universality of our faith. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that? Is that so? You know, sometimes we can think that Aggieland and St. Mary's is is just the church here, right? But no, like our church is universal; it's truly worldwide, and it speaks to all cultures, not just Aggies, but also
2: our Longhorn. brothers and sisters.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say it, but you did. Thanks. And baby uh, Bears, and Bears, yeah, and, and Bobcats too. So they're in our diocese. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it. But our faith is also universal, right? Mm. And one of the beautiful things is that being in Rome, being in the heart of our faith, when one attends Mass, someone can be standing next to you, right? And they could be from the Philippines, right? That's where my parents are from, um, and that's my culture as well. But Or someone can be from Poland, right? Someone can be from a different part of the world, and you may not be able to interact and say anything but when but what unites us is our faith mm. and then one of the awesome and beautiful things is being able to pray and sing and and chant the the mass parts in Latin because we all knew the part so for example, like the songtus right the holy holy like, right. so there's little parts of the mass that that speak to our hearts because it's a universal language that is known throughout the whole world. And it's a language that unites us. Mm-hmm. So, so there, there's, yeah, there's that.
1: <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I'm a convert of about oh. 20, 28 years now. So Actually, I, I I, know that. Wow. yeah, no, well, oh, yeah. how would you, but, Welcome uh, back home. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love learning ever more about it. I love it when, um, yeah. So I look forward to maybe you having some Catholicism one-on-one, explaining some of those a little yeah. more in depth, because I've heard bits and pieces over time from priest friends and thought, wow, that's really cool, because you don't really know it, especially those things that are not part of what we do, but what mm-hmm. you're doing as a priest up there.
2: Right.
1: But uh, oh my goodness, I, we're so glad that you could be here in Land with us yeah, and whoop. come back. <laughs> you know, you're just such a good fit. I can see why the bishop and his wisdom decided to bring you here. Thank you. Um, so what is next for you? As the coming months, are you going to be heading up sure. some retreats or helping with those or anything like that?
3: Yeah, good question. Yeah. So let's see. So I've been now assigned to, I'm going to be the campus minister for Aggie Awakening actually. And then the Knights of Columbus, as well as uh, Pescadores, so so that mm. our Spanish speaking group and students, and so so those are going to be my main three campus ministries, awesome. right? Uh, but at the same time to obviously you know celebrating the sacraments, yeah, which uh, I love. Oh, that was another thing that I I'm surprised I didn't mention it, <laughs> but but yeah, just so I've been a. Baby, pre- well, I guess I'm not a baby anymore. I guess I'm a toddler. I'm two years ordained now, and one of the, you know, one of the things that has been such a gift and a blessing and truly humbling experience is being able to celebrate the sacraments and mm. to be in persona Christi, right, in the person of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ when I celebrate the the sacraments from confession to mass to baptisms and. All all seven sacraments too, and it's just been such a joy yeah. to be able to to be another Christ for my bride, the church. Right?
1: Yeah, I uh, I got to work very closely with Father Michael O'Connor for yes. a time, and I yes. used to call it. He would just go into persona Christi sometimes, and I was like, he is in the zone. Yes. I mean, he's like his he just physically changed and just. I don't know, not physically, but just there was such a presence about him that was just so different, and it was really very uh, profound, and that's when that in-person of Christy really became so real for me. So yes, we say thanks be to God that you said yes to his call that day uh, at the retreat all those years ago. We look forward to hearing you on Sundays. We look forward to hearing you uh, give some of your talks about the liturgy, Yes. Um, and again, welcome, welcome, and... You know, if anybody wants to give him a good gift, I would say large pieces of meat <laughs> oh,
2: yes, <laughs> to
3: be yes. cooking with. Yes, okay. and I will share it with you, obviously, <laughs> too.
1: That's great. Great, yeah. Yeah, and the herbs, too. I saw that yes. in the herb garden.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah, and I, I guess I briefly mentioned it, uh, Lego, too. So just real quick, too, I, I love building with Lego. <laughs> so I guess that's why I'm very childlike as well. And, and the reason why, too, is because I think it— it, one, for me, it's been a stress reliever, but I think also, too, is we have to be childlike in our faith as well. Amen. And uh, so I look forward to hopefully showcasing my Lego Nativity scene soon. So,
1: <gasps> Oh, that'd <yeah>. be awesome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, with that, Father, can yeah. we receive your um, priestly bl- blessing before we go?
3: Yes, of course. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
3: Well, Heavenly Father. I humbly ask your blessing be imparted upon those who are listening and who have listened to us, but also hearing you speak through me. I ask that you continue to be with us during this time, send forth your healing grace, your love and your mercy upon us, but as well as through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, our guardian angels and all the saints in heaven, that they may always intercede and continue to lift us up in prayer. And may mighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time on Red Sea Roundup.
2: No more outside. Looking you woke